the level of discipline, the, what requires it, what doesn't, it, right. it, it's very confusing for our kids. Yeah. And that does, like you mentioned, point back to what we talked about last episode is discipline works best when it's within a system. Well, hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast, where we are hoping to help you raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. That's sort of our big goal in this podcast. That's not all we talk about. We talk about all kinds of stuff, but hopefully the stuff we talk about never contradicts Mm -hmm. or works against the bigger goal of helping you as parents raise children who are interdependent. They... They understand the need for mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. They're self-reliant, but not alone, mm-hmm. right? They're also others-reliant. That's yes. a good thing. Lifelong followers of Jesus. In, in some ways, you could say parent, parenting success has some short-term markers and some long-term mm-hmm. markers. And the long-term marker is, are they following Jesus when they're 25, 35, 45, mm-hmm. right? We can't always control all of that, but mm-hmm. we're trying, trying to do our best. Who want to make a kingdom contribution? that want to use their God-given shapes and talents and skills to impact the world yeah. for the cause of Jesus Christ. That's that's ultimately what we're all about, and all of us are in different stages of that journey. I've got two adult children. You've got two, well, you have a brand new, Grace Yoon has a brand new middle schooler. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, actually, right. our school is sixth grade is still elementary. Oh, so she's only in middle school at church. But at church, ah. she's experiencing the middle school world, which she is loving, she's by loving the way. Oh, yeah. good. That's I good. asked her, I was like, do you want to go back to fifth grade? And she goes, nope. No, no <laughs> She no loved way. it then, but it's sort of That's when you awesome. move on, yeah. you're like ready to go forward. Really cool. Very nice. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, we are... If you are just for some reason just joining us or you skipped the last episode, we would recommend, I think this is one of those times where we would recommend, listen to that one before you listen to this one. Mm -hmm. They they could stand alone, but they definitely build on each other. We're doing a three-week episode, a three-week series on kind of decoding and talking about discipline. Yep. And last last episode we just kind of laid some found what is what is discipline, what isn't discipline, mm-hmm. kind of laid the groundwork a little bit. And this episode Grace and I'll let you kind of run with it for a while. We're going to we're going to talk about some of the dangers mm-hmm. of discipline or another another way to phrase that cuz really if you're doing it right there aren't any real dangers. It's it's all good. The problem is we just don't do it right all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and so there are some things Sort of like when discipline goes wrong yeah. or how, how can it go? What do we do that kind of ensures that it goes wrong? Right. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those potholes, some of those speed bumps, some mm-hmm. of those dangers on the discipline journey. Yeah. Um, maybe we've learned these things the hard way as parents. Maybe it's stuff that we've read and learned from other people, but we're just going to share some thoughts. And like we've said it out of the gate of the last episode, we're not trying to be prescriptive. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to convince you to discipline our way. Grace and I don't discipline our kids the same mm-hmm, way. Right. Um, well, I don't discipline my kids <laughs> at all anymore. But, but that'd be a little bit odd. You know? They're parents Cole, themselves. You're, you're, you're grounded. <laughs> Give me your forerunner. That would have, ooh, that would be. That's a, if he if he if I could get him to fall for that. I you could would drive benefit it. from it. Yeah, he's got a really nice forerunner. <laughs> if I could convince him that he needed to give that to me for a week because he was late to work. that There's uh, yeah. a win-win or win-loss. <laughs> but when my children were 
your children's age, right. Rachel and I disciplined them and probably had a different strategy than right. you and Sam. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. We have the same goals. Yep. We have the same goals. We might've just gotten there totally different. We made different mistakes. Right. Nobody gets it right all the time. Parenting. And we, we hopefully we say this enough to the people listening is that we understand and really mm-hmm. one of the reasons we do this podcast is we get it. Parenting mm-hmm. is tough mm-hmm. and you know, parents are broken people Yeah, and parents have baggage and parents mm-hmm. have insecurities and parents were parented poorly. Right. And we bring all that stuff, all our baggage, all our insecurities, all the stuff. And it, it affects the way we parent mm. and kids push buttons mm-hmm. and kids misbehave and <laughs> you know you? kids are care <laughs> a handful and so it's like you're mixing it's a perfect perfect storm mm. of broken parents and crazy kids and then you add in this attempt to mm. discipline and it, it boy oh boy right it can be challenging and that's why we're talking about it yeah mm-hmm. i love that point because just even before we get onto this topic, because one of the things we want to encourage parents listening to this particular episode is not to feel condemned by anything that we talk about today, mm. because we are talking about pitfalls or right. speed bumps and things that we want to do better as parents or things that we want to avoid. And like Kurt said, we're sharing these things because we are living it or we've lived it and not because we are perfect by any means. And no parent listening would say that they're perfect right. in parenting or disciplining. So no one should be listening to this podcast and feeling like, oh, I don't do that. I don't do this. I'm a bad parent. This is really intended to be kind an encouragement, yeah. almost exciting, like, oh, this yeah. is something I could look out for, think yeah. about, ponder, talk about with my spouse or uh, fellow parent friends and, and yeah. make one step forward. But we will probably hit something that every listener is going to, oh, shoot, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. And we're in it and together. We've done it too, yes, right? And, exactly. And our kids are okay. Yeah. You know, the, the beautiful thing, people, this, this statement, sometimes people don't like, but I actually like it. Kids are resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- the people who don't like that statement is it's kind of an excuse to, uh, right. you know, we get it wrong. We, yeah, yeah, I yelled at them when I shouldn't have. I, what, well, they're resilient. They'll bounce back. Um, what I, I, I see a great, a great amount of hope and grace mm-hmm. in that. It's like, okay, no, our worst day of parenting for the most part isn't going to radically ruin our kids right Right. exactly so every parent has some bad moments Mm -hmm. some we need some do-overs right um well guess what parents you get a do-over right yeah because you you, you, parenting is a long haul and when you step in it bad you, you get another shot yeah exactly and that goes with what we talked about last episode which is discipline is really about discipleship mm. about teaching and right. um, I think producer Chris you were saying it's that's a long long haul it's a <laughs> lifelong journey um, okay so jumping right into our topic today our our pit holes our potholes or speed bumps whatever you want to call it the first one I want to share is A danger in disciplining is when we try to discipline when we are dysregulated. Mm. Um, And you as a parent needs to be regulated, need to be regulated first before you can help your kids regulate. So first, what do I mean when I say the word regulated? Um, So first with our kids, 
our kids, oftentimes we find ourselves needing to discipline them when they are dysregulated. And what I mean by dysregulated is that state what you get into when your body switches over to what they call the, uh, I think it's the, not the, um, the parasympathetic nervous system, if there's some kind of uh, social science based parents listening, but it's that fight, flight, freeze mode mm. is you're not thinking clearly and actually it's such an interesting thing your body is wired to respond to emergencies and when you are facing danger or harm or fear your body rushes to all of the important organs in your body that needs to respond and yeah. react but in that state um you're not able to think like you're mm. literally there the blood is not going to the part of your brain that is, you know, the cognitive, the, you know, the frontal cortex, that's um, the higher level elevated thinking. It is just ready to react. Right. So when kids are in that mode, that's when they're having a meltdown or having a tantrum or yelling at you or acting in ways that maybe is not appropriate or as teenagers, it could be other ways. They may not show it in such a visceral kind of toddler reactive way but they are kind of in this zone where they're just like so angry or upset and they may act in ways that you feel like oh my gosh i need to intervene i need to mm -hmm. discipline this is not appropriate behavior this is not acceptable but the problem is oftentimes when the kids are dysregulated it triggers us to then go into that same physical state where we're dysregulated ourselves like and sometimes certain kids uh, behaviors may be more of a trigger than others, but when it happens, it's like you see, you know, all red. It's like you can't think. It's just like your your heartbeat mm -hmm. pounds. You're you feel hot headed, or some people feel it in their gut. Like you're you're just losing control of your body because your body is just ready to protect you in an, an emergency mode. Um, and so, I think my key point here is you cannot discipline well. When you're in that state, mm. when you're when your kids trick their dysregulation triggers your own dysregulation yeah. and you try to discipline according to the definition we talked about last week, which is teaching and learning and training. You're not going to do that in yeah. that state. You're just going to be reactive. Yeah. You're going to be who knows what you're going to do. Right. You'll probably do things that you regret yeah. later. And so my suggestion here would be when you're feeling that find the thing that helps you kind of calm your body down first. Mm -hmm. And it could be just a very body thing, like maybe 10 slow, deep breaths. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this before in the past, take a pause, come back. Yeah. You don't have to deal with it right then. Right. Or one thing that has helped me in that sort of acute state that someone advised was come up with a little mantra. Like when you're feeling like your toddlers are like completely having a meltdown in public at Target, like one of the, this mom said, she just tells herself, I'm safe. I'm safe. And that worked for her. Maybe it might be a different mantra for you, but in that moment, as you're trying to deal with it, you just take, cause you have to deal with it. Cause you're right. at target, you right. know, and your kid, right. but you're like, I'm safe. I'm safe. I can do this. I am safe. And you just keep yeah. telling yourself that mantra, whatever it is, the point is you have to be regulated before you can think of what disciplinary yeah. action I could do as a parent. That, that's good. And you hit on something, I think, before you even said it, my mind was going, gosh, there's a little bit of me that thinks if you add up last week and even where we're headed this week, some parents could hear us sending a message like, don't react. Right. Don't. 
Well, no, there, you have to react. Yes. There's times you have to intervene, mm-hmm. right? If, if, if your child is about to walk into a busy street, you have to yes. react and you, you might even yell at them yeah. to get their attention to, right? And they might, they, it might scare the bejeepers out of them, <laughs> yeah. right? So you sometimes, or if you come home and your oldest son is just beating the jeepers mm-hmm. out of your youngest son because they got in a fight while they were playing wiffle ball in the parking lot in the street. Right. Man, I am a Gen Xer. Whiff, <laughs> wiffle, wiffle ball. ball. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Your older son is beating up your younger son because while they were on TikTok, they, whatever. He broke and, right? into his electric well, scooter. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you you got to intervene in the moment. Yes. And you have to stop it. And, and you're probably going to say something direct and strong to the yes. oldest son. You're probably going to say something direct and strong to your child be, so they don't walk out in the street. Mm-hmm. That's intervening. Yeah. That's reacting. And then you regulate. Mm-hmm. And then if you decide, does does this warrant discipline? At the very least, it, it always warrants a, a follow-up conversation. Mm-hmm. Here's why I raised my voice. This, I, I know that scared you, but I, I, I want to keep you safe. And, you, you know, the street's a dangerous place. You, But in the moment, yeah. we, we're not all that safe. We're not, pro, we're not proponents of or proposing anything close to don't react right. and respond and intervene when you have to. Yes. Try not to simultaneously dole out discipline and punishment in right. that moment. Right. Right. That's, get regulated. Yes. Think through. And that, that actually leads into what my biggest one of one of my biggest dangers I wrote down is that helps prevent your discipline from being overly harsh. Mm. I think a, a real mm-hmm. danger in discipline is when we discipline in a way that's overly harsh, an old school way of saying it would be make sure the punishment fits the crime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that That's just a, a, a very common way to think about it. But lots of stuff requires discipline. It doesn't all require the same discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you, one of the ways to keep discipline being positive and disciple mm-hmm. discipling, mm-hmm. helping them grow and helping them understand is when it's not too much for what the offense was. Mm. It's not done in a harsh posture, a harsh tone. Um, and so I think that's one of the benefits of being regulated. And when you can saying to your child, um, we're going to, we're going to follow up. Mom and I are going to get together and talk about this. Um, and we're going to get together with you in a half an hour or so to talk about mm. what, what we need, to, what might have to happen as a result of ABCDE. Right. Cause then you can get up there and go, okay, let's talk about that. You know? Yeah. So, so, so a bad mantra would be, you're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> that would probably, <laughs> that would be a good one. That's what our parents, that's what our dad said to us. Yeah. <laughs> you're the disease. I'm the cure. That's, that's ringing in I my will, head. I will break you. I will, uh, I will yes, show I will. you who's boss. Yeah. That was the classic one, right? Uh, right, right. You, you, you need to know who's boss in this family. Yeah. Uh, it's a good point. Our way or yeah. the highway. You're like a 10 year old. Your dad said, that's my way or the highway. Way. You're like, what? You're gonna kick me out of the house? I'm right. ten years. I'm ten years old. What's going on? Are there more? Grace, Chris, and I could do a whole I episode know, on parenting <laughs> a, mantras. A that... side segment on all the the mantras. Um, oh gosh, but Kurt, yeah. your point is true. Like, not, not only overly harsh, but you may be if you're doing it dysregulated, um, saying things that you can't follow through. 
And oh, that also, right? Because if you're, you, it yeah. kind of goes with your point of if yes. it's too harsh. And also you might just be like, and you never can play yes. with your friends again. Yes. And you never can watch TV yep. again. Mm-hmm. And yep. you can't do that. And then later it's like, oh, well, right. either your kids will be like, wow, they're crazy. Right. Or they don't mean what they say. It's they don't fine. Mind. So that leads into, um, yeah. we're going to go out of order because we usually yeah. go back and forth. But you just teed up oh, my, my, my last um, danger okay. is inconsistency. Mm. I think one of the real big dangers of, of, of discipline is when we're inconsistent. Mm. Um, what I mean by that is I think it's good and healthy sometimes to be inconsistent in what the discipline or the consequences are, mm. because you might realize for sure you'll realize as your children age, what worked for a five-year-old isn't going to work. You know, you, right. you probably can't say to your junior higher. Um, we're going to have a timeout and <laughs> you need, because you used harsh words, <laughs> you know, we're going to have you not use any words for the next five minutes. Like, like with a junior higher, that probably doesn't work too well. Um, so as our children mm-hmm, age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a changing of what is the appropriate mm. discipline strategy. That's good. Or you might find out, and, and it's different from child to child. What worked with one kid doesn't work for another. Um, our son we, we had to use a little bit stronger strategy because he was very strong willed. Mm. Um, and we just had to be a little bit more like, Hey bro, yeah, here's that's unacceptable and it, it's becoming a habit. And so here's, whereas with our daughter, she's more of a pleaser. Mm. We had to actually be very gentle mm. in how we disciplined her because she was easily broken it took everything in me not to have my dad, my my parents' style. Mm-hmm. Like my, my parents were they were pretty gentle, but that old school thinking. Right. It took everything in me not to say tough love. I'm going to break my son's will because he's full of pride and mm-hmm. stubborn. I didn't want to do that, but we had to be a little bit. So we were inconsistent yeah. in how we disciplined. The consistency I'm talking about is why you discipline. Mm. And what offenses require discipline? Mm. And the reason why inconsistency is a danger is because it's just not fair to your kids. Mm. We, we, we want consistency in the home because we want our children to know, hey, to your point from last episode, right. you were talking about family values. Right. Hey, in, in, the, in, in the Yoon family, as you know, we don't treat each other with contempt. Yes. And when that happens, there's always some level of discipline mm-hmm. and consequence. Mm-hmm. But if you were, if you said, well, Sam, you know, we, we, we really want to go on date night and to deal with this is going to take five extra minutes. So we just, let's just ignore it this time. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that message of, gosh, I don't know when it's acceptable to, sh- to break a family value and mm-hmm. when it's not, I don't right? Or going back to inconsistency and how harsh is it? Mm-hmm. How reactive is it? And then it's almost like that our children are walking on eggshells right. behavior wise, because not only do they are they maybe a little bit afraid of getting in trouble Trouble, or whatever, but they also have no idea what the consequence is going to be. It's based on how we feel in the moment. I had a bad day at work. So now I, there's harsher consequences for the exact same offense. My mind goes back when I was in junior high. I don't know why we had my Spanish teacher was awesome. And yet if he was having a bad day, what he laughed at Mm. yesterday would get you sent out to the hall today. Right. You know, you crack a joke and he laughed yesterday. You crack a joke, 
because he had a bad argument with his wife or whatever. He's like, quit joking around and mm -hmm. disrespecting the classroom. Go outside, Johnston. Mm -hmm. And you're like, gosh, yesterday yeah. he liked that joke. you know. And we don't want to be that way as parents. Right. So I think a real danger is inconsistency mm -hmm. in the level of discipline, the, what requires it, what doesn't. It, right. it, it's very confusing for our kids. Yeah, and that does, like you mentioned, point back to what we talked about last episode is discipline works best when it's within a system, a mm. family system of yeah. values, because I love the nuance that you brought in, which is the way that you react to a misbehavior may be different by child. That's actually super wise and attentive and being attuned to your specific child's shape, which is different from the next child. Um, but we do want to be consistent on why we're disciplining. If it's about you, you're disciplining because you're just in a bad mood, it's going to create a lot of instability and it won't get to the point of teaching your kids. They won't know right. what the lesson is. Right. The lesson is don't talk to dad when he's mad, you right. know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And that's, that's not necessarily yeah. the goal yeah, we're the, trying to achieve here. The lesson you know? is grown-ups are goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unpredictable. Right. And, and then the thing, though, is that then encourages kids to adapt and create behavior to, you know, get accustomed to that situation. That's really not what you're trying to teach. Right. That's the wrong lesson here. Yeah, I know how to avoid making dad not mad. But that's the lesson should be how do I treat people well in this situation yes. or something like that. Um, so my my pitfall, which actually it all is segueing really well, is another danger is that you miss seeing the real need in the situation. And to avoid hmm. missing the need is um, as parents, we need to practice attunement. So attunement is really how well in tune and connected you are to another person's emotional needs, moods, and what's actually going on. What's interesting is I think first time parents of newborns, we are super focused on being attuned because the kids can't, the babies can't talk. Right. So when they're like crying, I mean, you're like, oh, oh, is it, is it a diaper? Is it, oh, okay, your diaper's wet. Okay, let's change. Oh, no, you're still crying. Are you, are you hungry? Okay, let's feed you. Oh, no, are you cold? Is it the temperature? You're like constantly focused on how do I get this child to stop crying? Right. You know, mm -hmm. so you are just asking the questions. Is it this? Is it that? Could it be this? You're experimenting. You are hyper attuned to trying to figure out what the kid is doing. Mm -hmm. Ironically, as kids learn to communicate more with words, sometimes we as parents become less and less focused on being attuned and we just kind of go through some mm. rituals. And it's like, it could be, wow, Zoe, you're acting super cranky right now and you just, like Karis didn't do anything and you're just like yelling at her, like yeah. losing your temper. That is bad behavior. You're not acting right. Like I could react that way. This ha happened recently. Um, but one thing that I noticed when that happened with Zoe, where she reacted in a cranky way off of something really minor, um, was it's always after 8 PM hmm. and she's tired. She's just sleepy. And it could be like, Oh, Interesting. It, it's not saying that you just excuse every behavior for and find a reason to excuse behavior. Yeah. But as a parent, it's like, oh, Zoe consistently after 8 p.m. is less likely to be able to handle annoyances from her sister. Right. Then and maybe it was actually after 9 p.m. than like during the day. Right. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, I can be more thoughtful about, you know, do I just 
Zoe, it's time to go to bed. Like, right. do I need to sit and have a 30 minute hash out? Maybe right. not. Maybe it's Zoe, you just need to go to bed. Yeah, like, that's you're tired. So good. That's an example of attunement. Yeah. Is it you're paying you're attention? You're paying attention. You, you, yeah. Yep. That's good. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, an, an obvious example could be like when you're hangry, you know, right. like, so you, that's just a, a, an example that like most people can um, relate to. Yep. Um, and then I had one more. Did you have another I don't, one? No, don't okay. Keep rolling. Then I'm just going to hit my last one. Another danger is um, that we, dis my last one is that we dismiss emotions or we punish emotions because we think emotions are the problem, mm. right? In a, mm -hmm. in a meltdown situation. But in reality, it's the lack of skill to handle emotions that's the problem. The emotions themselves are going to be things that we feel no matter what. Yeah. It's a human reaction. Yeah. You can't punish emotions out of people. And sometimes I think we try to do that as parents. And I think that's a pitfall because it has unintended and maybe negative consequences yeah. that doesn't help you achieve your goal. Like the kid might instead learn to stuff my emotions right. or um, uh, release my emotions in a different way, in a different environment. Um, but really the way I think sometimes we feel if we validate an emotion in this negative situation, that is, you know, encouraging kids to continue this bad behavior. But really, I think it's not the case at all. And I've experienced this so much. And maybe we personally as parents have experienced this too, is when you're feeling big emotions that you don't know how to handle or that feel overwhelming, that may cause you to react in ways that are maybe not the best judgment. It's so helpful when someone just affirms it. Right. Just affirming that emotion like we were saying in the first point, just helps you deregulate, you know, or get yeah. regulated. And right. then you can start thinking, okay, what do I want to do? So like with little kids, it's even like, it does not mean you do what they want. So let's say they want like an ice cream cone and you're like, nope. And they're like, ah, like, I want this ice cream cone. You can say, oh, I know you want this ice cream so much. Huh? It makes you really mad when you can't right. have... What you want in that moment, that's really tough. Yeah. I understand. Um, but we're not going to have the ice cream right. cone right now. I mean, like you can point is you can do both. And mm -hmm. when you do affirm the big emotion, um, it helps just smooth over or set the ground for actual discipline to happen later, as opposed to just fighting it. Yeah. If you try to fight emotions, I'll just say that is a losing battle because people have emotions it's right. going to be there and so you can just validate it just accept it say oh it does you're you're feeling i think one parent said they used to with their kids say you're feeling big angry right like how angry this angry <laughs> like as big as the how how big as big as this building and then the kids say that right and then they're then they're fine after yeah. you know so. that's great well for those of you taking notes at home um we we highlighted five dangers of discipline. Um, one danger of discipline is when you try to discipline when you're deregulated. Mm -hmm. Another danger of discipline is when you're overly harsh. A third danger of discipline is when you miss seeing the real need. In other words, you need, to, you, or when you're not, um, attuned, mm -hmm. you need to practice attunement. So being unattuned is a danger. Another danger is inconsistency. And then a fifth danger of probably a hundred potential dangers. We just listed five, <laughs> but a fifth danger is when you dismiss or you punish the emotion, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to 
maybe the the real action that the emotion resulted in. Mm-hmm. So it's like celebrate emotion, punish the mm-hmm. or not punish. I don't even want to. I don't, I don't, why <laughs> old school Kurt coming <laughs> out? Um, dis- address, dis- address. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Address um, maybe some of the negative consequences mm-hmm. of said emotion. So there are five dangers. Next episode, we're going to take a look at just some real practical tips on how do you discipline yeah. when when those needs arise. So everybody, thanks so much. As always, right here, all our episodes, click the one that looks attractive to you. <laughs> um, weeks one and now weeks two of this episode. And then right here, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, we would really appreciate it. You can even comment, leave a comment. That always (laughs) helps. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time around. Bye everyone.